We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking, we're betting on game week 25 in the Premier League. Chris is coming off a 4-0 week, I think. So it was, if I'm correct, you went 4-0, 0-4, and then 4-0. Is that right, or am I missing something in there? I think that's correct. Uh, yeah, I think two, three weeks ago, I was, again, 4-0, and then, you know, the week in between there, had a lot to, had a some soul searching to do after going on four. And then, uh, yeah, this past week, it seemed like the bets just kind of popped out to me and, uh, we went four and zero last week. So that's, we're back to that. We're again in the positive. I think we, we were in the positive ahead of that week, but, uh, yeah, back to the positive in a, in a, uh, in a bigger way. So happy to do that. And we'll see about this week though. We got some interesting matches, maybe, uh, at least the research felt a little bit more, uh, difficult, but, that doesn't mean that we don't have winners here. Yeah, we got Chris coming to us as usual, 7 a.m. time. So he's, I mean, we're both sipping on the coffee. But, you know, I just got back from Florida where they don't have legalized betting. And it, just the dumb thing about that is, like, we had the Champions League midweek. And we have the these games where, like, inner win – uh, wind and nil and Napoli wind and nil Leipzig take a point that kind of thing and it's like 50 like hindsight's 2020 kind of a thing I, I see these matches I'm like oh man I, I would have won bets on all these games but in reality like I would have done something stupid to where I wouldn't have won any money my ups would have came out and you would have been like oh you know I don't know yeah I would have changed my mind on something yeah just something like that it's just funny how you look at it it's like oh I can't bet on these but oh I I was gonna I was gonna be 100% on these bets but I couldn't bet on them so it doesn't matter um but we all know that wouldn't happen so (laughs) our our records for the Premier League Chris is now up to 32 27 and 1 I'm at 42 and 21. Our our team parlay, you know, we'll talk about it later, but it's we're struggling along, but we're still up 300 bucks on that. Um, if I can see the graphic here, I'm still up about 2400 bucks. Chris is up 600. Uh, so there you go. We're yeah, as Chris said, these games are a little harder. 
Um, I, I looked at these in, in the morning and I l- compared our bets here. We're both, there's a lot of bets with, with minus odds. And that's something we don't usually do. It was just uh, some weird games We're we only have eight Premier League games this weekend because it's, there's four teams not in action. So we had to, we had to pick and choose what we wanted. Then we got a special team parlay uh, that we're talking about. So we got a lot of relegation uh, talk, uh, maybe half the teams. But there's no one that stands out, is I guess what I'll say here. So Fulham-Wolverhampton is the first match we're talking about. And Fulham are home. They escaped. I guess I'll say they escaped against Brighton last match. They were probably played for outplayed for 90 minutes, got a, got a late goal, somehow sealed that win. And you can get them at home at plus 135 to win. Wolverhampton are plus 225. The draw is plus 230. And then over two and a half goals, plus 110. Under two and a half goals, minus 135. And before I let you have it, uh, I didn't finish on the Wolverhampton. They actually outplayed Bournemouth, and the same thing happened to them. They gave up a goal, uh, and then they lost 1-0 at home against Bournemouth. So these teams are kind of on opposite ends. Fulham got outplayed. Wolverhampton outplayed the other team, yet these teams had opposite results. So uh, what do you think about this matchup now? We're going to – we're seeing – I mean, coming into the season, Wolverhampton, we obviously kind of expected them to be where they're at in the table. I don't think – you know, kind of middling, I guess, uh, anywhere from below 8th to, you know, above 16th, I guess, or above 18th or so. So they're, they're kind of doing what we expected. They have maybe been a little bit better. Was last week a blip? You know, they that was a. I kind of expected them to win that. I think, I think we actually did bet on Wolverhampton last week, and we, I don't think either of us bet on a winner, but I, I kind of, you know, in my heart of hearts, I expected Wolverhampton to at least pull a point out of that, but that's a big result for, for Bournemouth. And then on the other side of thing, I mean, Fulham, three straight, I guess one of those came in the FA Cup, but three straight wins. Uh, they beat Nottingham Forest, they beat Brighton, and then, you know, ahead of that, they, they're just on a really good run here. Um, they're pretty decent at home, so uh, taking that into account, Wolves not really not really great at home. I think uh, when I look, they have you know Wolves have kind of struggled. I guess they're in the bottom third in terms of points gained. They've got nine points on eleven matches, but the big thing is is that they haven't really scored any goals. They've got eight goals in eleven matches uh, away from home, so I don't really think that we'll see a ton of goals from Wolverhampton. And then Fulham, just the way that they've been playing last, like I mentioned, 1-0 last week, uh, 2-0 the week before. And then, um, you know, this was an FA Cup game against the championship side, but that was 3-2. And then a 0-0 against Chelsea and a 1-1 again in the FA Cup, which was the original before the replay. So not a ton of goals out of, the, out of either team. And so, you know, because of that, when I looked last night, the under 2.5 was minus 130. It looks like that it's gone up a bit to uh, minus 135, which is uh, – you know, so, sounds like some other people are also on this bet, um, but yeah, a little ho- definitely, you know, uh, higher odds than I typically would go with. But uh, just given the match, there's there's not a ton that I'm like on, on some of the other, these other matches. I'll maybe offer a secondary bet, but this one I I just have the under two and a half because you know I you know I don't have the well like like Adam does with the corner bets. So uh, um, yeah, I'm just going to go under two and a half. It was minus 130 last night. If you can get better odds anywhere else, I would, I would go that. But on DraftKings right now, I'm seeing minus 135. 
Yeah, I was just trying to look around, see if I'm sure you can find minus 130 at some sports book. It's out there somewhere, I assume. I wonder if the odds moved a little bit here this morning because Marco Silva came out. It doesn't seem like Mitrovic is going to be ready to play. Um, so this game is Friday. I didn't mention that. This is a standalone Friday night match. Uh, is it? Uh, it is Fulham. Yeah, yeah, Fulham. it's Friday. It's Craven Couch. I just made this graphic yeah. incorrect. I, I see now I put Wolves on the left yeah. side. But, uh, yeah, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. I was kind of maybe thinking goals in this game just because of, I don't know, Wolverhampton. Um, playing a little differently, but without Mitrovic, you can't really bet on, on over uh, in full matches when Mitrovic doesn't play. So uh, I'm, I'm with that one. I like that one. We'll see how these teams come out. I was going to say, I mean, you mentioned Fulham have won three straight. And I don't know. I kind of feel like they're just – I guess it's good on them. They're winning matches without playing overly well. Uh, which is, I guess, I guess the sign of a good team when, when you win matches and you're not, you know, dominating, you're not controlling matches or anything. Uh, I mean, they snuck out that, that Brighton win. They they beat Nottingham Forest a couple weeks ago at home. And, I mean, it, that was a – I wouldn't say they controlled that match or anything. It was pretty even, I'd say. But, you know, they got the 2-0 result, which was what was needed. Um, so, I mean, you can look look past their, through the results. And they've been okay. But, uh, as Chris said, I'm going to corners here. And one of the things I saw was Wolverhampton are, I think for the season, they're top 10 in, in corners taken for the season. But more importantly, they're even higher than that under Lopetegui. Uh, I think it's over the past maybe a couple months, about, it's about eight game weeks uh, between, these team, between these teams. And Wolverhampton are actually averaging more corners than Manchester City per match, um, which is mostly under Lopetegui. So you kind of look at that. Uh, you know, away from home is, is a little different, but, you know, you, you put into the equation, Mitrovic probably not going to start, and that I don't think Fulham are playing that well. And I wonder if, you know, Wolves just come out attacking a little more. So I got Wolves race to five corners at plus 145. Um, you know, I – I took under four and a half corners in the first half uh, for Wolverhampton last week. I think Wolves had eight or nine corners in the first half themselves. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go to them here instead of, instead of messing around with one of those first half bats here. So, um, but who do you like to win this one? I mean, we're not really picking a side here. Do you, are you just going full at home? I guess we didn't mention, I mean, this, this is Friday night. So it is, this is going to be under the lights standalone game so maybe that adds something to it but do you think Fulham will get this win yeah I mean, there's a couple factors here I mean Mitrovic not being out or not being in it's a pretty big hit to them I mean I guess would it be Vinicius who would start for in in his place I mean at, we'll at see attack, yeah, I don't know it, how it they could do this, be they, they actually put Dakota over Reed up top in their last game and started right. Harry Wilson on the wing so it could be something like that, or it could be, you know, with with Venetius there up, up front as well. So, yeah, I guess that that's a factor. I mean, yeah, and then Wolves, like I mentioned, is like what eight points from or nine points from eleven matches away from home. So not great. And I think Fulham's actually pretty decent at home. I think they're one of the better teams. Yeah, um, six, three, and points. three. Yeah, so only three losses. They've pulled twenty-one points from. 
from 12 matches, which is, you know, for them pretty solid and a big reason why they find themselves in such an advantageous place in the table. But yeah, I think I'd I'd go, if I had to take a team here, I'd go Fulham. Um, I don't know. I think the money line was just above 100. Let's see. The money line was yeah plus one thirty five. So that's obviously yeah. a little bit more appetizing than than some of the other ones. And that gets into positive territory as well. But yeah, I think I'd, I'd rather go full. No, Mitrovic is a bit of a concern. Which is, I mean, even without him, that's why I'm going to under two and a half too. And then even looking at that is uh, in six of the past seven Premier League matches for Fulham, they've had under two goals total in each of those matches. So I think Fulham win maybe one l two o and uh, yeah, keep it moving after that. Yeah. And are you are you leaning Fulham as well? Um, I'm thinking I might I might look at like a possible one one bet here, uh, exact score. I was even thinking, what if I guess this might be the same as betting the exact score of one one. If we did a single game parlay of under two and a half goals, Wolves race to five corners, and then plug in both teams to score. Um. Just when you do both teams are scoring under two and a half, obviously you're hoping for one one. So I guess the only way you can win is one one. So I guess why not just do the exact score bet? So I guess that same game parlay is is pointless. So ignore what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Can you get any good goal bands? I guess one to two goals is plus one hundred for this game. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, or two to three is plus two to three is plus one hundred as well. But I think I'd rather go the one to two. Yeah, the one to two would be kind of in your range, just a little better odds, but you're just getting a goal. You're you're gonna lose on a scoreless draw. So, but yeah. without without Mitrovic, I mean, scoreless draw is in play. So, hence Chris's totally. bet here of under two and a half goals. Yeah, a little safer. That's why you get the better odds. So Wolverhampton, they are battling relegation. They're just they're just above. Um, there's four points above Leeds here, and the next match we're talking about is the relegation battle. Two two last place teams, yeah, because Bournemouth got a pretty big win last weekend, and they're slightly out of the zone. Um, but we got Leeds on 19 points. We got Southampton on 18 points. So you know this is a big game. Uh, these teams these teams need points. Leeds are plus 100 to win. Southampton are plus 270 to win. The draw is plus 260. Over two and a half goals is plus 100. Under two and a half goals is minus 125. I don't think there's anything relevant here injury-wise. Leeds have been, you know, they have some guys out, but they, they... most of their regulars are are kind of starting. Junior Furpo has been starting for the the new caretaker manager kind of a thing. I guess Southampton also kind of caretaker manager thing going on, and we'll see what they do. But they they kind of went 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 with a what was a four three three four two three one kind of a thing last game. So with with Maitland Niles playing right back, we'll see what happens. I mean. They just beat Chelsea. They just they just won one nil at Chelsea. So you got to figure they're going to kind of run out the same the same lineup. Uh, do you think that Chelsea result was uh, a mistake, a just a lucky result for them, or is it you know Southampton? They don't they no longer have Nathan Jones, so now they're going to start winning games, kind of a thing. Probably not, but. I wouldn't say winning games, you know, maybe like staying competitive in them, but they brought it, you know, they, they got some players in, in the, in the uh, transfer market there in January. And 
you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to give too much credit to Chelsea, but like that, Chelsea's a side who can't score score the goal, the ball at all. So, like they have struggled so mightily to score. So, you know, yes, they got the players, but you know, I we just saw that Southampton can shut them out. I'll, we'll talk about it on the Sunday game, but they're not a team scoring goals. So that's that's that. But yeah, I mean, it took the brilliance of you know James Ward-Prowse on one free kick to give them three points, and it was a huge three points, but. Yeah, it's tough tough to say. This is a as we mentioned, you know, they love they love the uh the six pointer reference here, but it feels pretty big for both teams. I will say I think Southampton is one of the they they they're not good away from home. I mean both of these teams have struggled away from home. Leeds more than anyone, but they're playing at home. And then uh in terms of how they're they're playing at home, they're three, four, and four. So they've dropped four games, Southampton. Uh they're pretty much mid table in, in terms of playing away. So they've actually gained more points playing away, which they'll be doing at Ellen road for, than they have playing at home. So uh, both teams, you know, this is, this is a tough game. I'm talking about, sorry, Southampton is there. Right, yeah. 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 Southampton. Cause they have four wins away from home. Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. And Leeds are, you know, they're okay, but they, most of their points have come away from home. So anyways, I actually, I think it's it's tough to say, but I think you know, I bet I would if I had to bet a very specific bet, I would go draw here, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go Southampton double chance. Last time when I looked, it was minus one thirty. I'm not sure if it's gone up a little bit here, but yeah, I mean they got a result against Chelsea. Leeds seem to be in every single game, and then ultimately just like give away points, whether it's you know from a win to a draw or a draw to a loss. And I don't see from a quality and talent perspective, there isn't much to, to, you know, teeter in favor of leads here. So I think I'm just going to stick with a, like a safe-ish bet and go double chance and get them both there. But uh, then also I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some goals there. I think when I looked, the over two and a half was like minus 165. So you're not going to get great odds there. And if you think that's the case, then, you know, you probably think that both teams will score is in play too. Over two and a half plus 100. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's also, that's also an option, but if you think that's the case too, you're going to get uh, both teams to score at minus 125. So a couple, a couple of bets there, but yeah, I think goals and then a Southampton either taking a draw or a win. Yeah. We got Chris is on Southampton double chance here. Minus 130. Yeah. I was just scrolling through leads. You're not into that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I like. Are, is either of these teams going to win? Maybe just we talked about. Was it last week? It was like we never bet draws. Maybe we should just bet draw here. Just like two Pretty of the good. worst teams in the league. Like, yeah, I, I was looking at the leads results and the big stats going around. It's like they haven't won since November, and I look back at that game. They beat they beat Bournemouth four three. <laughs> that was that wild game. Bournemouth had a couple goals early. Yeah, Bournemouth yeah. were up three one in that one, and then Leeds came back and won four one or four three. Um, and before that, Leeds won at Liverpool two one. So uh, that was the last time Leeds won a game in the Premier League. So feels like it was last season. <laughs> Chris's bet makes sense here. Um, do you want to bet on Southampton? That's, that's another question. Um, I did consider the over two and a half goals, but then it's like, well, Leeds have trouble scoring every game. Southampton have trouble scoring every game. 
granted both their back lines are pretty bad, but uh, what, what should we bet on here? So I just went yes on both teams to score. I mean, I mentioned before the show, just the bets that we fell into are kind of the favored bets. It's kind of not what we usually do on this show, but yes, on both teams to score is minus 125. I just feel like another 1-1 result is in play here. Uh, I mean, sure, it could pop off and be 2-2 or something crazy like that, but how are these teams going to play here? They, they need the points, but they, they also can't lose. So, like, Leeds cannot lose this game at home against the last place side. I mean, that's what Chelsea just did. But, yeah, but yeah, Leeds are battling relegation. So, is either of these teams going to come out just, you know, full attack and, and just going for it? Or do you think just Southampton plays the same way they played against Chelsea last week, a little safer, and then maybe try and, and sneak a goal in off a free kick or off a counter or something? Yeah, I mean – I don't think we're, I guess it's not going to be the, the prettiest of games, but I, yeah, I just, I'm staying away from anything specific and going to just go the double chance. But I guess for reference to Southampton's in their past, I guess in the past three matches, it's been 2 2, 1 1. And then uh, Southampton, which was so earlier this year, was, was that August? One of the first games of the season, it was 2 2. So that was like maybe the last season, last game that they were able to find the back of the net. But uh, they had, uh, <laughs> And then, and then prior to that, last season it was one one and one zero. So maybe, I mean, I don't know, tough to take anything away from that. But Southampton is undefeated in their last three matches against uh, Leeds here in, in the Premier League. Pretty small sample size, but I just it's tough to see. Leeds are struggling mightily. Southampton coming off a big, big, big result at Chelsea. I, I don't, I don't really see it. It's tough to go to the goals. I would rather just like keep it pretty open-ended here and go double chance. It looks like, I mean, you're kind of on a, on a similar, not yeah. actually taking a team. Yeah. I just feel like if maybe leads come out, they're playing at home, almost like a must win situation. They come out, maybe they get a goal or two, but just the way they play this season, they're probably going to, they're probably then going to allow a goal or two so that they're just not going to get a clean sheet. Granted, I think they had a recent home match, which they, uh, which they did get a clean sheet. Maybe it was the other way around. I'm thinking they lost. They lost against Nottingham Forest. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, maybe it was that Brentford game that was a scoreless draw there. But yeah, just two teams sitting at the bottom of the table, and this is kind of what we're what we're left with. Uh, I'm avoiding all Southampton corner bets the rest of the season. We just don't know how they're <laughs> going to play under. Yeah under a caretaker manager um, and just how different their lineups have been week to week, really. Um, I mean, they've tried, they've tried a little, little bit of everything at fullback. I mean, maybe Kyle Walker Peters is back in the starting 11, maybe not because they won without him last week. I mean, the fact that they're starting, starting Maitland Niles at right back uh, is pretty telling because I believe he wanted to leave Arsenal because he didn't want to play in like a defensive role. Wasn't that like the reasoning? Um, it was trying to play wanted. like holy and mid. Yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. At West Brom, right? Didn't he go to West Brom and then back up? Yeah. 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 So it's just like they added James Bree for Nathan Jones. So Nathan Jones is out. James Bree is dropped from right back. And uh, now like Stuart Armstrong is starting again. I mean, he's been. I don't think he's barely played this season. Um, then they got. I'm, their a, big, two... I'm a big Stuart Armstrong guy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's he, he's usually like pretty productive. Yeah, he kind of fell out of favor there with, with Hasenhuttle this year, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they have. It seems like they have so many guys that are all on the same level. It's just that, so you don't know who's going to start. I mean, this Onuachu guy is like six seven. Maybe Shea Adams is back in there, but maybe not. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, Leeds have had they've had two in the past five games two two big opportunities to get points on on other teams in the in the relegation battle. They had Nottingham Forest that was four games ago, and then they had Everton last week. In both times, it's been one zero. I mean, like they, they were they were up two nil at Manchester United, and then let those goals in. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Is this another? Is this the third times the charm against another relegation team, where they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, let's let's hold it in, let's pack it in, and then try to score." Yeah, I just like I don't see it happening. Third times a charm. Is that how it works when you're when you're playing relegation teams? That's not how it works, and that's why I'm going to <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we have uh, somewhat teams that are you know we talked about Tottenham recently. And it surprised me that they're sitting fourth or whatever they were in the table. It still surprises me that Tottenham are sitting fourth in the table, but there they are. They're one point above Newcastle. They're on 42 points, seven behind Manchester United. They're home against Chelsea on Sunday, standalone game. A little earlier, though, this is not a nighttime game. We got Tottenham plus 150 to win. Chelsea are plus 190 to win. And the draw is plus 240. Over two and a half goals is plus 100. Under two and a half goals is minus 125. I feel like that's uh, those are the odds for every game we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> roughly, yeah. Pretty it's much. kind of the same odds. All these games, kind of the same implied goal total here. But Tottenham, Chelsea, uh, <laughs> I mean, what what is there to talk about here? I mean, Tottenham starting Ben Davies, getting the win against West Ham last weekend. Uh, ben Davies on the wing at wing back, I should say. That's probably the more important part. Chelsea, uh, just being Chelsea, I guess. So, what what are the thoughts here? These teams, I guess they won't have Champions League next week. There's still uh, another week and a half before those games. But Tottenham at home, Chelsea, can they do something? Uh, what do we think here? It's like that meme where it's like the person like with a stick, just like poking something that's laying down it's like move do something yeah that's, yes. yeah that's how it feels like watching chelsea right now they've been shut out in six of their past nine matches across all competitions despite spending half a billion pounds on players you know they they can't score which is kind of important here i don't yeah i don't you, you also mentioned that tottenham is like somehow fourth place in the in the league and yeah, I mean, it seems surprising to me too. They they've been pulling out some decent. I mean, they got the the one over City, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, beat West Ham. Obviously, dropped one to Leicester and sandwiched in the middle there, and then one zero against AC Milan. I think the biggest question for me is like, who's going to start? Is it Richarlison or Hungman Son? And that I don't know. It's so it's so weird because it's like every time, I mean, Richarlison should arguably get more minutes. Like Sun has not been that great for them. Obviously comes off the bench last week against West Ham and scores. Whereas Richarlison, I mean, I watched most of the first half and he looked, you know, it's kind of pedestrian, but I, that's a big, a big lineup decision for them. And then, I mean, Chelsea also, it's like, which new signing do they start? If they think, I think if they go with Chilwell and Reese James at outside back, at least they get a lot 
they get a lot more from the wing backs, you know, in terms of attacking. So I think that's their better lineup. But yeah, I don't just the way that Chelsea have played, they haven't been able to score. Um, I'm and somehow the way some of these matches work is just like I think I'd rather go with the under um, for my bet at least. So I think I found under two and a half was minus 125. And yeah, looking at some of the previous results, uh, I guess earlier this year, that was back in August as well. Uh, 2-2, so definitely you know, outside of that under 2.5. But then 2-0, 1-0, 2-0. 2-0. think, uh, yeah, tough. This is a tough game to bet on. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I mean, all I'm these going are. the under. I'm going the under, and then um, if you're along, the, along those lines, I have two secondary bets, and that's both teams to score. No, uh, that's plus 105. So if you think Chelsea, you know, get shut out for the seventh time in 10 games. And go with the both teams to score no, or even Tottenham, but I don't. I think Tottenham at least find the back of the net. And then um, this one was even higher odds, but you can get Tottenham clean sheet at plus two fifteen. So again, riding that Chelsea lack of goals, might as well just do Tottenham win to nil at that point. Yeah, I mean something like that, or yeah, but clean sheet plus two fifteen, pretty crazy odds there. Um, I'm I'm just really. honing in on the lack of Chelsea scoring here. So I feel like, you know, if they score one goal and it might bite me, but keep it open-ended with the under two and a half. What are, what are, what are you going here? So, like, what do you think Grant Potter is going to do here? Uh, do you think the reasoning for the rotation last week was because, you know, they had they they were in Dortmund, they, they had a busy, busy week kind of thing. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll start, say, we'll start Aspilicueta right back. We'll start this – this young guy Fofana will start Maduke uh, on the right wing, that kind of a thing. Or is it he just doesn't really know what to do to score goals, so he's just going to, you know, insert some of these young guys to, to see what they can do kind of a thing. Um, it, because, I mean, who, who knows really? I mean, at this point, maybe it, it's just best to, you know, just try and, and put in whoever <laughs> – whoever, you know, is getting the most chances right now, you know, Felix has been their guy that's getting, you know, the most, probably the best looks there playing as an attacking midfielder. But like, is there an answer? Do you, is Havertz going to be back in the starting 11 because, you know, they had, they had a week of rest. Is Ziyech going to be back in there? Assume Reese James is going to be back in there. Like how big big of a factor is it that they almost kind of, I don't want to say B squad against Southampton, but, there's definitely some positions where it was kind of, you know, some questionable uh, decisions made by Potter in that game. Yeah. I mean, definitely a B squad when you look at how much that team costs, but I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, Chelsea's their best, their best lineup, or I guess their best defensive lineup is probably Ben Chilwell, Reese James at outside back and then Tiago Silva. And I mean, you could go uh, probably Batty Shelley. And then, yeah, I mean, probably him over Koulibaly, but I don't, I don't know. I think that, that that's their best lineup. Koulibaly hasn't been as impressive as I thought he'd be since coming over, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that. And then from that, you got your middle of the park is Enzo uh, Kovacic, and then Shaw uh, Felix, and then you just surround them with whatever high-priced winger you can. I, mean, I don't. Tough to say, but yeah. Let's, yeah, no one's scoring. We'll, we'll see what they play. I think they got to they got to at least have Jao Felix and then maybe Howard's up front. Yeah, yeah, it seems most likely. Um, yeah, so I was 
trying to decide on this one, trying to look at some corners, trying to look at some, some goals like Chris's. Um, I ended up with corners and I, I almost took Chelsea to have more corners here, but if you look at some of these Chelsea games, while they're not scoring, they're getting opportunities. I think that's kind of the difference here. They're they're at least getting they're at least getting opportunities on net. And I was kind of surprised last week. I actually took uh, I took West Ham race to five corners against Tottenham. Uh, kind of escaped kind of escaped with that one. That was pretty good odds there. Um, plus two hundred something on that one. I think Chelsea are about plus one forty, but. I, I was kind of aided by you know Tottenham getting getting a couple goals there, and then West Ham having to to push a little more in the second half. Uh, but I mean, if you look at some of the corner numbers, Tottenham get a decent amount of corners, even though they play their their brand of kind of sitting back and then going off the counter a little bit, kind of a thing. I wonder if they'll go Davies again on the wing. I mean, that's obviously helps defensively. That. I don't know if that was the main reason West Ham only had six shots last week, but uh, Davies is obviously more defensive than than Perisic is, so that's something to keep an eye on. I, but I, either way, I just think you know Chelsea are desperate to win; they're desperate for points right now, and I think they're just going to come out and try to I don't know stick it to to Tottenham, and that's going to result in corners. And the opposite end of that, Tottenham are going to be off the counter. Um, so I think both teams are going to get corners. So I'm going over four and a half corners in the first half. Uh, that is minus 125. So, um, yeah, I mean, both of us could hit. It's just uh, just one of these games where it's like it, maybe if Chelsea were in form, this would be like a 2-2 result. But can you see a 2-2 result right now with the way Chelsea are playing? I mean, that's kind of hard to bet on. So uh, under, be uh, yeah, under two we, goals there. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we saw more than like – yeah. As I, I mean, because of my bet, but I'd be surprised if we saw like multiple goals out of Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. <laughs> it's just that, um, it, it's just hard. It's just one of the things where it's like, well, it's hard to bet on Leeds to win. Uh, hard to bet on top in Southampton. It's hard to bet on goals to happen in a Chelsea game. So basically all these matchups we're talking about today, it's like, well, it's hard to bet on this certain thing to happen. So I'm just going to go the other way. And then inevitably, you know, there's going to be five goals in this Chelsea game. Leeds are going to win three nil, something stupid like that. So uh, <laughs> that's just, uh, that's just how it goes yeah. in, in the uh, betting world. Inter- interesting note here, but uh, Chelsea are undefeated in their last eight matches against Tottenham. Across so all competitions, that, that's, that, that takes in two League Cup games. Uh, this looks like a friendly, but, I mean, in the Premier League, one, two, five, undefeated in their last five matches in the Premier League against Tottenham. So, I, luckily, n- neither of our bets take Tottenham specifically, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to look at double chance, but there's no value there. You'd have to go draw no bet route with Chelsea. That's, that's plus 100. <laughs> And at that point, I mean, you're just hoping to get your money back because do you think Chelsea are going to win? Mm, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I would not bet against – I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, let's take Chelsea on a win. But uh, interesting that they've kind of dominated this matchup. Yeah. Plus plus 190 on the win away from home if you're, if you're feeling confident. If you think this is a Grand Potter's time, bet Chelsea yes. to win. <laughs> yeah. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we got also Sunday. I, I mean, I mentioned a standalone match, but that's mainly because the Cup Final, League Cup Final, EFF, EFL Cup Final, that is Sunday as well. And that one is, what time is that? That's uh, like 11, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. We got Manchester United against Newcastle United at Wembley. And this is going to be a fun one. Uh, we have we have Manchester United plus 120 to win. Newcastle plus 225 to win. Draw is plus 245. Over two and a half goals is plus 100. Under two and a half goals, minus 125. So I think the big thing here, and just in terms of, uh, we don't have these stats on the site. So if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, I just have the uh, the cheat sheet up for the full weekend. But just for these two teams here, the main talking points, we got Bruno Gromarich is back from a three-game suspension. And we got Casemiro back from a three-game suspension as well. Also, Nick Pope is not starting. I believe it's former uh, Liverpool goalkeeper, Loris Karius has to start for Newcastle because um, Dubrovka is cup-tied because he was on Manchester United the first half of the season. So those are the, you know, the, the lineup talking points for this one. But uh, it's it's going to be a fun game. I mean, we got two teams, two top five teams going against each other. And I think the big thing, you get Bruno Guimarães back for Newcastle and We've kind of seen some recent matches where their midfield just isn't as good without him in there, and he's going to be a big help. So, so what are your thoughts here? Are you thinking goals? I mean, based off your bet here, you are thinking goals. So you think Manchester United are going to get the goals against maybe more of a full-strength Newcastle who have been one of the best one of the best back lines in the league this season? Yeah, definitely, definitely odds here with Newcastle being so strong defensively. All season long, whereas United, they're filling it up. They're putting the ball in the back of the net. They, they've they been really good. And I was just like looking at the League Cup. More, this is more based on a League Cup form, I guess, and with a little sprinkling of what they've done in the Premier League. Um, the past five matches in the League Cup, they've scored at least two goals. So that led me to my own bet here, which is uh, this is for the League Cup parlay. Um, the Manchester, I'm going to take Manchester United total goals over one and a half. It's plus 120. Um, looking back at some of their, their matchups here, they beat Aston Villa 4-2, uh, Burnley 2-0, uh, Charlton Athletic 3-0, and then in the two-legged uh, semifinal against San Forest, it was 3-0 and 2-0. So 
no shortage of goals there. And I, I if I had to do a supplementary pick, I like Manchester United money line. Both teams, you know, not a ton of silverware <laughs> recent in recent times. So it'll be good for whether it's Eddie Howe or Eric Ten Hag to to go in there and you know maybe win their first trophy with the club. That's a, a pretty big deal. And I think no Nick Pope is definitely a disadvantage. I've seen Loris Karius in a uh, in a final, and it was not pretty. So that that leads me to believe that I, I just much rather take Manchester United here. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, they're just really strong right now and, and a dark horse to win the not only this but to win the Premier League too. It's it's been fun. I mean, I don't, not you know fun fan by any means, but I like how they they set up and they've just really sprinkled in some players and. You, I think everyone has to root for Marcus Rashford regardless. He just seems like a good dude, and, and um, he's absolutely in scorching form right now. So I think maybe Rashford goal, and and uh, they get the result here. And I and and for the record, this is in in regular time. This is not in uh, in extra yeah. time. I think they get it. I think they get it done in ninety minutes. How much of a factor do you think playing at Wembley Stadium is going to have here? So I mean. Manchester United and Newcastle this season both have been maybe two of the best teams when playing at home. And then you go away from home, things are a little different. I mean, New- Manchester United have the negative three goal differential. A lot of that was the, the Manchester City match. But uh, Newcastle also for them, uh, their-, their games just seem a little more defensive. 23 total goals scored in 11 away matches. Um, do you think Wembley is going to have – and take any part into this is it going to be maybe they're maybe more tentative because it's a final from from early on or do you think these teams are going to want to attack from the start kind of thing and just just kind of yeah, force the issue I, I definitely think it'll be i mean classically finals are always a little more tentative i'd be surprised if we saw like a two three or three three i would rather i mean i think two one two nil something like that is what it ends up being but yeah i mean both teams traveling from relatively same distance um, down there, I think you know both clubs obviously haven't been at Wembley in a bit, so mo- more so Newcastle. Um, but yeah, it'll be. I'm look. This is one I'm looking forward to watching. I think yeah, tentative match though. I wouldn't bet over like four goals. Yeah, last week I mean we talked about the Manchester United Leicester game, and you took Rashford to score. Um, I think that's another. I mean, you was. I think you grabbed it like minus one hundred five to score or something on a show. Not sure what he ended up at, but uh, he scored. I don't know in the twentieth minute or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you think Manchester United are going to score, might as well just throw Rashford to score because it seems like he has. I don't know if Manchester United score, it's going to be fifty percent chance it is Rashford. So uh, there's that. But I'm going Newcastle over four and a half corners at minus one twenty. Newcastle quietly have taken the most corners in the league this season. And I mean, we're getting minus 120 for over four and a half corners. It's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, this is this is a neutral site. This is not at Manchester United. So that, you know, maybe that comes into a play a little bit, but it's not like Manchester United are limiting teams from taking corners. And I think it's going to be a back and forth match. I think there's there's going to be opportunities for both sides. Um, maybe it is tentative a little bit in the first however long, but I kind of think with Bruno back in the midfield for Newcastle, they're going to kind of try and play this like it's a home match for him. I think they're going to try and just come out and attack a little more than usual to try 
to try and get, you know, Manchester United on their on their back heels a little bit. But either way, I mean, this is a full 90 bet. Over four and a half corners at minus 120. I'm probably just going to take this straight up as well. Um, it just seems like a, it's a pretty good number here uh, for the team with the most corners in the league on a neutral field here. So, so the team parlay, I got over four and a half corners for Newcastle, minus 120. Chris has Manchester United over one and a half goals at plus 120. That's three, plus 303 odds. And our team parlay is still, it's up $362 for the season on $100 bets. So hopefully we can get this one. Um, Plus 300 odds. That would be, that would be huge for the parlay here. I think we'd really uh, boost up that, uh, the profit range. Yeah. We might be in a range where we're going to be in the positive, no matter what, even, uh, even at eight and 14 or something. You got any other thoughts here of game week 25? Uh, I mean, we were going to discuss some other matches, but we have Manchester city against Bournemouth, Arsenal against Everton, Liverpool, uh, I guess they're sec- has a couple matches, but they're at Crystal Palace on their home against Wolverhampton. But uh, any other thoughts for kind of a smaller slate here? Yeah, smaller slate, but I mean, we get we get the uh, League Cup final at the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what happens in that um, Arsenal Everton game. Uh, both teams needing points. Arsenal huge win last week. We didn't talk about that, but I mean. You could see it in the reactions. Uh, just kind yeah. of pulled that one out of a out of a hat there at the end. Um, big in terms of, I mean, and then City drop points. Arsenal come back. They they get all three points there when it looked like they were maybe going to drop points again. And then of course Everton. Uh, I think they won last weekend too. Against was that against Leeds? Uh, got the the Seamus Coleman goal there at the near post. I don't know what <laughs> Melier was doing, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued by that match, and then we top it all off with a, with a little final on uh, on Sunday. So it should be another good week, and hopefully, you know, when we come back next Thursday, I think it will be. I guess we have some Wednesday matches, but next Thursday we're talking about a couple more wins. Yeah, I think Saturday is for mostly for the st- teams that are struggling, and Sunday is kind of for the bigger matchups with Tottenham, Chelsea, and then the cup final. So Sunday should be yeah. pretty fun, but Saturday may be just as interesting uh, because you have Arsenal and Manchester City playing, and you also have, like, the relegation, the big relegation battle between Leeds and Southampton. But, yep. uh, yeah, that's all, we, that's all we got here. So Game Week 25 uh, for the content at Rotowire, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 48-hour trial. We're going to get Chris out of here. He's got a meeting upcoming. Um, he needs some more coffee. He's yawning a little bit, so we got to get him out of here. <laughs> but you can find Chris at chr and 8 on Twitter. I am at Rotozadroik. Thanks for watching this one, and good luck on your bets. Chris, is, is one of us going 4-0 again? I think that would be four straight weekends. I hope so. Let's, I mean, fingers crossed on that. I wouldn't bank on it, but let's see. You wouldn't bank on it. We're banking on it. We're banking, we're banking on, on it. <laughs> we're banking on eight and no. We still haven't gone eight and no yet. We'll get there. We'll get yet. there someday. I, I I really want this parlay to hit. That's what I'm really after. Okay. Parlay or boss plus three or three odds. Let's win it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Adam. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, 
all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.